Welcome to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast. This isn't geek speak. It's about the journey of success and failure as a WordPress entrepreneur. Get ready. You're just an episode away from your next aha experience or big idea. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Matt Report. As always, I'm your host, Matt. And this is the show where we talk about WordPress business, interviewing WordPress entrepreneurs, folks who are out there starting real entrepreneurial businesses, efforts, endeavors, uh, making money, losing money, uh, and just doing it for the thrill uh, of using WordPress as a product. And today I am joined uh, by Dale Mugford. Dale, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. So your fame comes from a little company called Brave New Code. Um, putting out a product called WP Touch. Mm -hmm. For folks that do not know who you are, where the heck have they been? Mm -hmm. Under a rock. Uh, <laughs> I think you are. Uh, I think your WP Touch plugin has, um, I think, somewhere upwards of millions of downloads. In, yeah, in, in, in the, the free repository. Window. Yeah, yep. it's just uh, across four million downloads. Awesome. So, uh, give folks a, a, a two-minute elevator pitch: who you are, what you do. Um. We started Brave New Code in 2008, uh, and I say we because it was myself and uh, co-founder Dwayne Story from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm out here in Ontario in the Toronto area, so we actually started it virtually together. We had worked previously on some web projects, and when we started Brave New Code, it was really a web design and development shop, and we created some WordPress plugins on the side because we both love WordPress. We built on WordPress. And uh, we shipped those free plugins to the repository. And the rest is kind of history. From there, WP Touch became an unexpected hit. It was really just a proof of concept and something we did for a client. And uh, uh, we thought, hey, maybe we could white label this. Wouldn't more people want this? So we put it in the free repository and kept developing it. And the downloads started to grow fast and almost exponentially. And so uh, in 2010, we went well the, the only way to keep doing this and working on it we loved it as a project would be to create a premium version and hopefully people thought it was valuable enough to pay for and we could maybe shift our design and development project based business to a product based business and that's a big step for a lot of small companies and it was a big risk we basically spent all of our money when we launched it it was like you know uh one in the morning on a Sunday night, and we were broke. So we were like, I hope somebody buys it because we are broke. So uh, that's really the story of WP Touch uh, from to how we got to the pro version. Today, we have WP Touch Pro 3 now available, and our whole business is centered around one product for WordPress. So it's been a phenomenal and crazy ride, but that's, that's how we got started. We're just a team of six people right now. So we're small, but uh, we pack a lot of punch, and we try to do big things as a small company. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. I want to get back to the we are broke feeling in a little bit. But first, I just want to say I am sorry for the defeat uh, from the Boston Bruins um, in the playoffs. Uh, I am from Boston. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sorry for it at all. I was surprised that Toronto had won the games that it had won. So um, 
And, um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on, on giving away games in the last 10 minutes. So it was, it's, uh, you know, it's just something we like doing. Uh, we're just, you know, we're Canadians. We're very friendly. And, no, go ahead. You take it. So, uh, you know, I, I think Boston's a phenomenal hockey team. But it was devastating for the city. But at the same time, we hadn't been in the playoffs for years and years. So everyone was like, hey, we got seven playoff games. <laughs> we lasted longer than Vancouver. and That's so. True. For for a lot of our fans on our side, it's been a rivalry with the Vancouver. We have a lot of Vancouver friends, so obviously Dwayne's from BC. So whenever I'm out there back and forth, there's a lot of ribbing. So at least we lasted seven games. They only went four. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, so let's get back to that, that, that feeling of, oh, my God, we're broke. It's time to pivot the company uh, in a totally different direction. Um, you know, you're going from client services to selling a digital product and you don't know if it's going to work. Uh, take us down that path. I mean, what, what was, the, what was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back to make that move forward? Um, Dwayne had some past experience working with products. He worked for a couple of companies in Vancouver and Ottawa in Canada and had been on uh, teams building product, products before. So uh, there was some confidence, at least on his side of, you know, that, we had what it takes even as a small team. It was just us together at that time um, to move into products. And I started to become really infatuated with the plugin side of WordPress, um, just extending its functionality and capability and also falling in, love, falling in love with product cycles and the ability to iterate on something and make it better and better and better. I'm very much the perfectionist side of our company so being able to fix every little bug and try to make something better and better and better was really appealing to me and so so much so that with the popularity of the product you know we did some quick calculations and felt like you know even if one percent of wtouch users bought the pro version we could make a living doing this and we may not make millions but we could make a living and it's something we love doing so why not and so as well at that point, uh, you know, spending somewhere in the range of thirty to $50,000 of our own money um, that we had earned from uh, client projects uh, on a risky project like this didn't seem that significant because it was kind of like, well, if it fails, we can just keep doing client projects because – we were popular uh, locally and had American clients, et cetera. So it was something that, uh, at least for me, I didn't feel was too crazy. Um, it was crazy because we didn't really – we didn't have that contingency plan. You know, I would say for anybody who's thinking about this stuff, don't think about what happens if it fails. Who cares? I mean if it fails, it's going to suck. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter how it shakes out in, in terms of failure. It sucks. So don't waste any thought or energy on failure. Right. Spend all of your thought and your energy on success mm -hmm. because what do you want? Do you want success or do you want failure? Why would you waste even a nickel's worth of time on failure? It, 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 if it happens, it happens. You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow from it. You're going to change from it. But trying to anticipate it or fearing it is not going to help you with success. You know, other than that kind of fear that drives you to make something better. So, for example, with the recent launch of three, um, you know, the last month of development was intense, super intense, and it was kind of the we really want this to be successful kind of fear. Like if we don't push to make this even better and even better and even better before launch, 
then it's not going to be great. So that kind of fear is helpful and useful, but fear about you know abject failure isn't isn't uh, helpful. But so we didn't really focus on that. We focused on really just setting realistic goals, and we have always set goals for survival. Um, significantly lower than what we hope for. So we hope for the best. We hope for decent sales or whatever it is, but we try to anticipate. So for example, with the 3.0 version and the 2X customers that we you know, said, hey, if we could get, again, 10% of people from 2X to upgrade to 3.0, um, then we could keep running with this. And so we set very realistic goals and build the survival of the company on the realistic goals and if we do better great and if not we're still we're still afloat right and so i think it's just important for anybody getting into these types of things whether it's premium themes or plugins or building a business around wordpress is set your bare minimum goals in terms of knowing what how much money you need to keep things going mm-hmm. and then everything else is gravy right yep let's go let's let's take one of those goals before you even get into the wp touch side what was mm-hmm. one of the you know, cash flow goals for your client services business? Um, what is a realistic goal for somebody to set to, to, to survive? Uh, I think most people in client services set uh, their goals too low, actually. They set their prices too low. They get caught up with clients who are looking for the bottom dollar all the time. Are looking. Every, everybody wants a deal. Everybody wants a steal. Everybody wants something cheap. Um, but you know, to spend your time in client services looking out for people who want something good. You know, people who want quality. And if you are a quality coder or you're a quality designer, then seek out the clients that are willing to pay you what you're worth. That's one definite. You know, aside from financial goals, you have to set those philosophical goals. You have to set those. Um, manifesto type goals of this is what I believe I do, this is my niche, this is what I'm great at, this is what I want to sell, and then price it accordingly. Sometimes you're in different markets too, right? So for example, where I currently am, the market is um, uh, on the cheaper side. And of course, in Vancouver, um, web prices are probably triple, quadruple for the same types of projects that you, you could charge four times more in Vancouver. So as a company for Dwayne and I, did we seek out clients here? Not really. We sought out clients in Vancouver because there was more money there. Tremendous. Uh, was it just about the money? No, but it's about setting the goal of going, You know, we would like to make at least the kinds of salaries that we would make if we worked in web design and development for another company. And that we feel that we should be paid around 20 to 30% more as entrepreneurs taking upon all the risk ourselves. So that's a quick goal there. So if you would be paid you know, $65,000 to develop websites for a company, then your goal should be that plus 30% yeah. to do it on your own and take the risk. And then you know, that's just a quick goal and then you, you know, go from there. Let me ask you this question. Did you learn, did you set out on the client services side with those goals in mind or did you stumble a little bit and say, we need to set goals because we are hitting a wall? A lot of people stumble and stuff. I, I, I totally empathize with those people. However, uh, and I have to give a lot of credit to Dwayne, my partner, because he's, he's got great business sense and he was always – you know, we've been complimented all the way along by lawyers and accountants and everything going, wow, you guys have your stuff together, right? And we're looking at it always 
with a bottom line sense because it's about survival and it's about you know making sure the money is there to actually take holidays and do all of those things that you know to keep in mind too that we were in our early 30s when we started this i think a lot of devs and stuff are in their early 20s so you know i'm i'm at the point where i can refer to them as kids yeah. i'm getting getting older so it's yeah. like you know i see all the kids doing this and it's like that's great you guys are so much further ahead than than we were uh, in terms of the kinds of clients and the projects that they're working on and the way the web is today, um, it's fantastic. But we were at least a little further along in maturity mm. and having had some business sense and some business failure and success and stuff. And the entrepreneurial spirit, however, um, was not something that I realized I had. Yeah. I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur until I started working for myself and went, oh my God, this is what I always want. This yeah. is what I always wanted. I'm capable of doing all of these things. Yeah. I love that you just shared that, that you didn't realize that you were an entrepreneur. That's really the foundation of, of the show because going to WordCamps and, 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 and meeting all these folks that are creating awesome plugins and themes, yeah. I just saw this, I just saw this uh, um, space of people should be labeling themselves as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They don't realize it yet. Um, they don't realize the businesses they can build if they really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, uh, one last thing on, on, the, on the setting the goals and expectations for yourself. Yeah. The question I get a lot from folks that email me, they say, you know, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get out of this rut of the $500 client. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm, try, I'm trying to get past that. Um, you know, how are you setting those goals and, and how are you finding those bigger clients? Any technical advice or, or little tips on how you found the bigger clients in Vancouver? Um, I, I think, you know, we had some connections. Um, one of the uh, bigger clients that we had was actually not in uh, Vancouver. It was actually in Toronto and it's Rogers um, wireless carrier. Um, and it was actually through a friend of one of our clients. So, the friend had seen the work we did for that client and thought of us and said, you know, I really worked for Rogers and said, I really think these guys should do this project that we have in mind. And, you know, Rogers typically work with larger uh, services and providers. So for them to hire a two person company was kind of insane. Right. So it was a tough pitch, but I would say leverage contacts um, and the people, people who see your work are you know, if it's great, are are going to be interested in what you do. Now, the difficulty I think with for some entrepreneurs around WordPress is if the work they do is predominantly backend, um, then the visual um, ability for people to identify their work is harder, right? So we've always had the advantage, even with WP Touch, it's a visual product. It's not a plugin um, that's kind of does something magic in the back end and you never see it and people never know what it is or to find out about it. So that's another advantage that we have too is it's a visual thing. So I would say for some people who are entrepreneurs in terms of trying to find the higher clients, um, focus on if you can, the visual aspects of your work so that you can get it out there. People can see it and people can admire it and want to contact you. The other, the other flip side of all of that is you just have to, you have to be like Jim Carrey, you know, the, go up the mountain, write yourself a $20 million check. And, um, you, you have to kind of, uh, you have to dream about it. You have to decide, you know, 
I want better clients. I want to charge more and I'm going to charge more and I'm going to keep trying to do that because I'm going to keep pushing towards that. And if I lose a few of these clients that I've had that keep coming around, you have to be, again, there's risk and reward. You have to be willing to risk um, losing some clients and going through a bit of drought to ultimately have better success. Um, and it comes down to believing in yourself. And if the, all of the successful entrepreneurs I know have a very wealthy supply of self-respect, um, self-support, um, and believe in themselves. Yeah. And that's a huge thing because when all the chips are, are down or you know, when something goes horribly wrong, a client project is terrible – you know, really sometimes as an entrepreneur, it's like, yeah, and then, oh, you know, it just goes like that. Some days you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? And then on other days you're like, I rock. I'm the best. This is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever done. And so you have to go with that ebb and flow. And the, the thing that grounds you through it all is the self-respect and realizing that you're building something. And so it's if you want that momentum, if you want that growth, You've got to be willing to take risks and go, you know, sorry, Fred and your repair store and how you only want to give me $220 to do your whole website. That's not – the other way to look at it is financially and go, that's not economically viable. It's not sustainable. You're not going to be able to keep doing it and you're going to feel um, resentment towards your clients. You're going to do poorer work because you're like, well, I'm not putting in that extra time because I'm not getting paid appropriately. Right. So it all, it's a bad cycle to get into and you're the only one who can break it. Yeah. Magic, you know, a great client is not going to just show up and save you. You've got to find them and you've got to believe in yourself to go get them. Yeah, I mean, so much good stuff there. Um, you know, one of the hardest things is not the client work, it's not the product, it's not the marketing it's that internal voice of mm-hmm. can i really do this am i doing the right thing yes no how do i get through this and like you said the ups and downs uh the highs and lows it's like poker i mean it's the same thing yeah, you know yeah, uh, you're right. and that's yep. the hardest thing to get through um but on the technical side something going back to what you said before you had you know friends uh other entrepreneurs lawyers saying wow you guys really have your stuff together Mm-hmm. If you have your stuff together and you're approaching every scenario like that, because what I see and what a lot of folks say is, I'm so busy, I've got all these little clients and they just, you know, they want my time, they want this. And every time I go to sell a new client, I just sit in front of them and I say, What do you got for me? You know, what do you want me to do? It's just them taking in work. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no uh, methodical approach to, well, here's my process, here's my firm's process, here's how we do things. Are yeah. you a right fit for me? And I mm-hmm. think on the technical side, if people just get their stuff together um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. come at it from a very professional and, and systematic approach of how you do things, the client on the other side will say, okay, well, this person isn't just going to take my order. They have this proven method mm-hmm. for getting it done for me. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's great, uh, uh, great stuff. On that note, speaking of having your stuff together, your relaunch of uh, WP Touch into version three, mm-hmm. the first thing I said to myself when I saw, when I saw the new homepage and I saw the video um, and I just saw the structure, the presentation, mm-hmm. I said, wow, th- this, is like, this is like something out of Silicon Valley. This is a startup. This is an app. This is a, um, you know, a SaaS business you know, uh, launching themselves really professionally done. Um, Thank you. 
let's talk about that. Let's. I mean, it looks more like WP Touch isn't your the, the home page, the website, the presence, the brand. It doesn't look like your typical, hey, buy our plugin for, you know, 50 bucks and install it and there's a free version. It's not your typical flow. Um, I'm assuming that strategy was a strategy you, you wanted to go with. Uh, can we talk about that? And, and do you see yourself going beyond a plugin? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's been core to my philosophy with all of the things, all of the products um, that we've ever made that I want to have users or customers feel delighted and that there's a little bit in the interview video that we have on the site um that i think it starts with that that kind of conversation and it's that you know filters through everything that we do and my belief it's less about a strategy of going, hey, we want to have a really polished um, launch. We want to be really professional. We want to be taken seriously or let's go at this from a startup style or any of those things. It was rather the light bulb went off in my head and said, when a customer comes to the site and looks at those product pages, that's a part of our product. It's like the Apple's packaging. The experience that you have when you come to the site and even going through the store flow, getting the product, getting our nice um, license receipt and all of the information that we provide there, the steps that go into you um, moving through all those things before you even upload and install it and activate the plugin, what you actually bought is all a part of our product. Mm -hmm. And that we have an opportunity to earn the trust of our customers and get a little bit of a cash built up of trust before they hit their first problem. So if we can build a little bit of cash of goodwill and they go, okay, well, they've done all these things right and I really like that. This was smooth. This was easy, everything. Then they'll spend, I hope, a little bit more time um, with the admin panel or working through a problem or when they come and they're filing support with our new ticket-based support um, We've seen a lot of responses, which is loving WPTouch Pro 3, love the admin, super easy to use. Okay, I hit this one snag. And, I, and when I read those, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what we wanted, which is you're, you have – they've used the word love. They, you have a good emotional relationship so far with what we've done, enough so that you're willing to work through some of the, the issues that are inevitable in any plugin or website setup. I mean the permutations of WordPress installs are just – crazy right there's thousands of themes and plugins so you know we can't code for every corner case but we'll do we do our best to make it magical so all of that the whole thing of getting to the point of going i want a customer to feel so good about that purchase that when they hit a problem it's it's not it's not like oh you know here we go oh that was this was a pain that was a pain this was a pain um, and now here's just one more problem that they've had all this very smooth experience. And then you hit a little bump and you go, it's okay. It's a little bump. You know, I trust these guys. They've done a fantastic job. They know what they're doing. They get me, they get what I wanted. And then, then, then we've done our job because I always feel too, that while we create a product that creates mobile, um, front ends for, for visitors, the product you live in is the admin panel. So we spend, almost as much time polishing and and I think we make some of the best admin panels for WordPress plugins ever 
including better than WordPress's own admin at this point and some of the, the philosophies that we're employing to make it great. Um, so I'm really proud of it. But again, that's because what you as a customer deal with is the admin panel. You're creating mobile themes for your visitors, but the product you're using is the admin panel. So it's just as important to us that it's not just about what this product does, but how you use it to do what it does. Yeah. So all of that, taking that all the way back to, okay, so make sure this website is easier to use. Let's, you know, we, we hired Martin Kuplins Ewart, who's our product designer, and he overhauled everything. He took our, our, old site and support services and he had four or five pages long laundry list of problems and I said that's great I'm really glad that you've made this very long list Martin now fix it you know um, that's why we hire you is because he, he he looks at things from that user perspective and something that we always try to employ is how are our customers going to see this what would we want what, what is the site that we want? What is the product that we want to use as a customer if we were doing this, right? Yeah. And Dwayne says that too all the time. He's like, this is what I want to use. That's how we look at it. Our simple metric for doing things right is going, would I use this? I mean, we're discriminatory enough ourselves. So it's going, you know, this if this isn't something I would buy for myself or putting myself back, myself back in the shoe of a designer, developer, building websites, is this something I would pick up to create a mobile site for a, a client? Hell yeah, of course it is. And today, never more than with WP Touch Pro 3, it's far more of the tool that I think people want to be using. But you know, in terms of um, polishing all those other aspects of our business, um, yeah, we overhauled everything, every email, every Every piece of copy, every page, every everything, everything got overhauled for this launch um, because you know we wanted it to reflect where we're at, and where we're at is you know we're we're grown up, WordPress is grown up, and you know people are growing up around um, the WordPress ecosystem, and so we wanted to reflect how much uh, more professional we are about this and how much more polished we are in our approach to. Uh, this business. So, yeah. yeah. So, what I, we what wanted I really to reflect that. What I really enjoyed about the video, it was the, I, th I think the product video, it, it was the, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, the lack of WordPress talk. It was all about just like that mobile experience and how, how people are going to interact with it, how easy it was, and telling the story. And I thought that <laughs> was just super unique um, that you don't see often in. In the plugin space, or or in the WordPress business space, um, yeah, yeah, the documentary companies. style. I mean, that's like credit to Double Barrel Studios, uh, which is a video firm, um, an interactive firm here in Hamilton, uh, Ontario. Um, DoubleBarrelStudios.com. Uh, if people are interested to see their other work, but they're fantastic, and they kind of said, "Yeah, let's do something different, right?" And and I started to really get along. Um, like uh, get behind their their attitude of let's tell the WP Touch story and let's tell the story of you guys and let's you know um, let's look at this from a documentary point of view because it's a really cool story and you know whereas I came into it going hey we need a video to you know um, we have a new launch and and so they really reworked the way we approached um, having a video related to the launch and I think I became a huge fan of it because. I just realized, you know, there's not a lot of WordPress companies. It, again, it's a format you don't see. And, and, you know, with all digital companies or digital products, right, I think people are innately distrustful. 
distrustful because it's anonymous. It's who are these people? Where are they located? You know, does anyone really work there? You know, um, in this country, or are they just you know over in Bangladesh? Right? Uh, is it all? What, what is this? Right? Yeah. So. Um, I felt like we can expose the people who work here. We can show who we are, what we're really about, and that really this is about the passion that we have for this and that we're genuine people that just give a lot, give a damn about, you know, making great stuff and having fun with WordPress. And um, it's not about it's not about the startup, let's get rich quick. We've been doing this for half a decade. We don't want to go anywhere. We want to keep doing this because we love doing it, right. not because we're millionaires or we want to be millionaires or sell this company. It's a private company, and it will stay a private company, and it's meant to um, make our lives better. Mm. You know, Our company philosophy is to basically – that the company serves customers and the company serves employees, that the company is in servitude of what it creates – for the world and for the employees who work for it. It's not the other way around. Mm. It's not shareholder bottom lines. It's not we're slaves to the company. Mm. It just represents what we're trying to do, right? right? And I think it's, you know, that's important because those philosophical points when you start businesses or anything like that, if you're in it for the wrong reasons, you'll be out of it pretty quickly because it's it's not going to be supportive. Has WP Touch made Brave New Code a million dollar company? Uh, yeah, WP Touch. I mean, we have twenty five thousand customers worldwide in over a hundred countries. Um, most people can do the math and and figure out that um, it, revenue for WP Touch uh, Pro is uh, around one point five million. Tremendous. So that's that's in the time that it's been launched. Um, so that's from two thousand and ten till today. Tremendous. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about two things. Um, I want to talk about the trust factor that you brought up, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about pricing um, mm-hmm. and, and how you got to that 1.5 in revenue. And that's revenue, correct? Yep. Pause for the cause. MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list uh, if you want to continue to hear awesome stories like this, uh, especially how folks are reaching millions of dollars in revenue with their WordPress themes or plugins, uh, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Thank you for that. Um, so, Dale, let's get back to the, uh, back to the show. Mm-hmm. $1.5 million in revenue. Two things I see going on. Customer trust and loyalty um, and an amazing pricing, uh, uh, pricing sheet that you have now, which I've never seen from any other plugin uh, or theme vendor so far. <laughs> uh, this will be my curveball question because I, I, I know, and I think I heard this um, on the WordPress engineer or website engineer podcast. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm just going to set the stage. I am nervous for this question. I've never really positioned a question like this before. Um, I love I, the buildup. <laughs> I think the W. I'm totally on the spot, folks, because yes, yes, Matt did is. not prime me this at all. Will... He's not. He's not. There's no BS here. Yeah, there's. I. This is what makes the show great, or at least I hope so. I think the older version of WP Touch is one of those plugins that people love to hate, and I mean that because of the audience that's buying it, the folks that don't know how to do things. They buy it, they install it, or they use the free one, they install it, they've got a custom homepage, it doesn't work. Immediately, they have blown up and said, 
this plugin doesn't work. You know, uh, I've got a custom homepage and it just it's not working with my theme. One star. Um, You're talking you, specifically about the free version that's available on WordPress.org. Well, yes. Uh, so okay. I guess that is my question: Is are you getting that? with the paid version or did you get that in the paid version? How did you overcome that trust? Because themes are complex. Um, somebody has a, 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 a unique homepage and, and they install it and it didn't work. How do you overcome that uh, to gain that trust? Um, WP Touch, the free version that's in the free repository, the code base there is about five years old. There are, I don't think, any other examples of WordPress plugins that are as popular as WP Touch and as old. Um, both old in terms of how long they've been in the repository and how long the code base has relatively basically stayed the same. We've updated it with minor updates, changes, and feature additions, but the core of the development around the product has not been in the free version for several years. So it blows my mind that people are still downloading it today and some people even still like it. Um, it's, uh, I would refer to it as, you know, it's like if you're a band or a musician and you have that first, um, that first top ten hit and then as you grow and mature as a musician, you look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. I mean that is, is a tragic song. It's yep. terrible. By your by your current standards, you go. Oh, I mean, I look at the code inside WP Touch One, uh, and I just can't believe I even wrote it. It's so terrible, um, and I will openly say that now because I mean it functions, but is it written well? No, it's it's not written well by our standards today, and our standards now are much higher than they were when we first created it. Our standards for how we write plugins, following WordPress philosophy, best practices. But all of these things have matured, in our defense, matured in the last five years. Um, mobile has matured in the last five years. People forget WP Touch was released in April of 2008. We had that solution available far before responsive design was even uh, being conceived, right? You know, if responsive design had parents, they were too young to have sex. When we <laughs> created WP Touch, we had a great mobile solution a long time, right? So it's been around a long time, and I think um, that it's extremely long in the tooth mm -hmm. um, and fails to solve um, a lot of if, – if WordPress is being used as anything other than a straight-up blog, it is not really serving – um, uh, enough of a solution for um, users. Right. And there are increasingly a lot more people using WordPress for, uh, I mean, developers, including ourselves, started realizing, hey, WordPress can do a lot more. We can, um, you know, have just page-based sites, the CMS content and stuff like that. Small businesses use it, large businesses use it. So the diversity of the usage for WordPress has changed so drastically. Um, so to get back to your original uh, question or point, um, our customers for, of the pro versions don't have those problems. You know, when they upgrade, they're a lot of times they're upgrading, assuming that the pro version is going to have those solutions in it. So yes, we allow custom 
posts pages that are separate from your desktop if you want it or use your same post pages, custom home pages. Uh, in WTouch Pro 3, you can have custom mobile content on the front pages or just use your your desktop front page, uh, support for custom post types, support for the ability to disable other plugins I that, love that you have feature, installed. By the way. Yeah, most. I mean, it's an amazing feature, uh, and we don't really advertise it that much. But when people find out, oh, I can just disable Lightbox or whatever, great. So it, it, you can really slim down and customize your um, your pro. Uh, uh, mobile site with uh, WPTouch Pro 3 and 2 had some of those features as well. So um, it's it's a very different beast. Most people who take the plunge to buy Pro um, are really happy with it. We have, I, I don't know what refund rates are like for other plugins or themes, but we have a less than 1% refund rate. Um, so over 99% of all customers are extremely happy with the product enough to keep it. So we think we're doing that right. Now, what we're not doing right is... Um, leaving that poor top 10 hit to hang around the free repository and hope that, you know, it still is, uh, you know, it's still serving us as a gateway for people to discover the product and ultimately discover the pro product. You have any plans to release a Yes. So, uh, yeah, there'll be, uh, the free version will be updated with the 3.0 code base um, sometime soon. So in the next month, you know, 30 to 60 days or so. Um, And that's going to be a major change. I think it's going to reinvigorate people's interest in WP Touch. And again, part of the whole idea with this launch was to go, this is not a one-theme product anymore. This is a multi-theme product. And it's going to increasingly grow as a multi-theme product. So, you know, there's a shot across the bow to to Woo themes and to Theme Forest and to all these premium theme products publishers we're going after you you know we're going to create custom mobile themes based on our product that solve problems on mobile for wordpress users in unique and intimate ways that we don't think they're doing and we don't think responsive design alone can solve Mm. that we're going to have mobile specific solutions in particular let's say you know you take for example um uh, e-commerce, right? Most people, we've had requests since we launched WP Touch Pro that people are like, okay, but will it work with a shopping cart? Can I have a mobile shopping cart? Can I have a mobile shopping cart? Can I have a mobile shopping cart over and over and over and over again? Yes, you can. Yeah. And yes, you should. But uh, some of the solutions that I've seen so far are not elegant at all and wouldn't make me want to shop on that online e-store. So if we're going to do something, we're going to do something where we think it's the best possible solution that anyone's ever created for WordPress e-commerce sites. And so we're going to set ourselves on that task. But we needed a product that would allow us to actually do that. And WPTouch Pro 3 allows us to actually build that way. It's I don't want to get too complicated into the technical stuff, but underneath we had to restructure. We rewrote 60,000 lines of code. It's a massive, it was a massive undertaking. Uh, and we pack the entire product into a zip file that's about 1.5 megabytes. So it's an amazing feat of optimization. And most mobile pages that WP Touch Pro loads are less than 500 kilobytes. And most of the time, it's just because of your, as a user or customer, it's your images or whatever that's taking up the bulk of the download, right? So um, we want to see the free version um, get a huge makeover. And uh, WordPress plugin makeover, and I think 
you know, users, free users are just going to, they're just going to, they're not going to know what to do with themselves right. at this, you know, this huge, it's a huge update with uh, tons of features that were never in the free version, you know, and that brings up a question of will it cannibalize sales of the pro version? Does it make the pro version less relevant for people to buy? So that's a serious question that uh, Dwayne and I disagree about at times. I think that the negative press around uh, WP Touch, the free version, is hurting us more than a 3.0 code base version uh, would hurt us. And at least in my business philosophy, I would rather cannibalize our sales ourselves than be cannibalized by competitors. Right. So um, that's that's just uh, that's the nature of it. But I think you know ultimately, like you said, part of it is people think of WP Touch. They're thinking of this one trick pony. They're thinking of this. Um, uh, it's just a little plugin that makes your site look like the iPhone settings app. Um, that's it. Yeah. You know, uh, this uh, isn't a mobile solution versus yeah. what it is today, which right. is a huge mobile solution for WordPress, right? We and 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 you know this better than anybody, especially since you've been around since the dark ages of WordPress. Um, <laughs> there's so many. There's so many elitists and purists um, in the WordPress community. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I mean, there are folks who don't use a plugin for anything, right? They just everything's yeah. hand coded, hand designed. Mm-hmm. They don't use plugins. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's other people that use 150 plugins when you know when they could be writing one line of HTML to solve something. So mm-hmm. there's always that balance, and I'm and I'm glad. Um, uh, and you hit the answer uh, on the head uh, with saying, uh, you know. It's been it's old code base. You're reworking it, and then of course the the atom bomb of uh, saying that you are going to launch a new free version. Um, 1.5 million in sales. You're worried about, or there is some worry about uh, relaunching the light product and kind of cannibalizing sales. Let's talk about the pricing structure. Mm-hmm. If you're doing 1.5 a year now, um, I only no see- not 1.5 a year. 1.5 since we launched. So, okay, sorry. Since you launched. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, know what it shakes down exactly per sure. year, but that's that's total sales over uh, since 2010 or whatever. Okay. Yeah, um, I only see more growth with um, developer versions of the license, the enterprise mm-hmm. uh, levels. I haven't seen anyone really doing a, an enterprise level license. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of sticker shock when people go to your site? Um, have you had any feedback like that, and how have you dealt with it so folks can can kind of learn? Um, sticker shock for some two X customers in particular because uh, we've gone from a one time fee to uh, a yearly model, um, and it's just that we again business sense we we looked at what the cost was to actually support these licenses. You know when we first launched WP Touch Pro. Uh, again, let, we have to go back to the just coming out of the dark ages WordPress uh, community. Who I said to Dwayne, um, I'm like, you know, I wanted to charge twenty nine dollars, and Dwayne wanted to charge forty nine dollars. And I said, we have to introduce a whole bunch of people to a pricing or to paying for WordPress plugins. A lot of these people who are using our product will never have heard of paying for a WordPress plugin. Um, because premium themes had just really started to pick up. So people were familiar with paying for a theme, but a plugin? Really? But, you know, we looked at it and go, well, our plugin creates themes, right? So, you know, maybe they'll, you know, see the value in that. Um, and But I wanted to have it 
be lower because I knew as well as ambassadors in the WordPress community, you know, we're fairly well known all around. Um, people know who we are and what we do. That um, it was kind of our responsibility as well to educate people about the GPL licensing model. Um, and we even had people like Matt Mullenweg himself come out and specifically mention us and WTouch Pro and say they're doing it right. You know, it's it's fully 2.0 GPL top to bottom, right? Our products have always been fully GPL, everything about them. Um, and we have no concerns with people buying it and then going, hey, I've got WP Touch Pro on my, you know, if you want to download it and use it, go ahead. Because the licenses we sell are for support and auto upgrades, right? Um, the product we're not charging for. We're not doing that. That's that's not GPL. So um, sticker shock for 2X customers, absolutely. Because, um, you know, we, we launched it at 29. We had that debate in that in the community. There was a call of people who had sticker shock at $29 going, this is, I am not even going to pay more than $5 for this. But what was really cool that I learned was if we had charged $1, 99 cents, right, you would still have the debate of people going, because you stop. Now you have to part with your money. And there's a psychological thing. Is this worth paying for? And then the next step is if you charge a dollar, then you're saying this isn't really worth much. It's just cheap. This is just cheap crap, right? And I realized, you know, that $29 was significantly undervaluing what the product did for you. But really mostly from the side of what we're actually doing, which is we have an in-house support team that's providing support 12 hours a day, five days a week, 365 days a year for the most part. So, you know, that's expensive. And so $29 isn't going to pay for their salaries, let alone Dwayne and I to make any money at the end of the day. So we realized we had to bump it up. And But what we did was we raised the prices in relationship to what we were adding to the product. So when we launched 3.1 or 2.1 rather, we had iPad support. And as we went along with the major version updates and adding more features and capabilities and adding more value to the product, then we priced it accordingly. So the shock for 2X customers was, was wait a minute, I have to pay this yearly now? And, you know, of course, we we just had a, a frank discussion with customers. Uh, we uh, discussed it in uh, support. We discussed it via email. We discussed it via Facebook, discussed it via Twitter. And I just told everybody on the team, I'm like, have open, honest discussions with customers. I don't want to see one canned response sent to people. Have a real debate. Have These are our customers. These people are what put food on our table. So they deserve a real response. And so we just told them exactly why we made the, dis- the changes that we did, which is we have to look at our, the cost of the business on a year-to-year basis. So it makes sense to charge on a year-to-year basis so we can get our, our costs and our revenue in line on an annual basis so that we can make sure that we're sustainable. What people won't know about WPTouch Pro 3, and again, they can say, oh, you got 25,000 customers. Oh, you, you, got, you guys have made millions of dollars, is how much money Dwayne and I uh, of that revenue reinvested for 3.0 and that you know as sales go down on one product and we actually killed two other products word twit and piggy which by the way we're actually just we just killed the pro version and we're taking the pro code base and putting it in the free repository so everyone can still enjoy those products we'll continue working on them but they're now just free in the free repository um that it, it was something where you know 
there is a significant reinvestment for Dwayne and I, and people don't realize this as well as the risk of going like, you know, and I'm talking about six figure reinvestments because we now have a team of six people. Um, the risk is six times larger. It's not just Dwayne and I and our food on the table. It's Joyce and Diane and Emilio and Martin. And so we, you know, had to spend a lot of money to hopefully make some money back at the end of the day. So it, while the revenue it looks pretty good. It just, as a company, when you grow, right, everything gets amplified. So yes, your revenue increases, but your expenses in- increase and everything's kind of proportional to that, right? I would love to say that we're sitting on a beach somewhere, you know, sipping uh, cocktails and just watching money roll in, but that's uh, that's not the reality. That's right. Um, <clears throat> there, there, There's so much good stuff. Uh, I mean, we could have a whole discussion about that and, and real quick <laughs> bullet points are there's such a, and I bring this up all the time, it's the 500, the show is about finding someone greater than the $500 client and mm-hmm. stop being the $500 consultant at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, like you said before, you're, you want to have that goal to pick the right client. You don't want to have that race to the bottom for the 99 cent plug-in, you know, the $10 plug-in. You, you want to elevate your prices so that you can have an enterprise version license for $2,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, uh, it's tremendous. And I am all about charging more for themes and plugins because of what you just said. It costs a lot of money to run a business. And yeah, I, people and don't I, see and that. I, and they don't, and people see, don't see that, that be, because... So we share that. That's part of the thing. Sorry yeah. to cut you, Matt, sure. but uh, um, that's exactly the point, which is, and that's about that honest discussion, which is to say, look, you know, we, this is what it cost. We didn't, you know, we're not giving people our cost numbers or whatever, but basically saying, you know, it wasn't sustainable under the old model. And while we want to keep prices very reasonable and affordable for customers, we... We won't be here. So if you're mad about 2X being discontinued, how about would you be mad if WPTouch Pro was completely discontinued because their business folded? What do you want, right? If you want us to keep working on this, then you should pay for it. And if you find value in it, then you should pay for it. And holding those philosophies, as you said, and, and realizing, you know, you know, I should be charging more and I should have these pricing models at different tiers that reflect the value of what they get at those pricing models, right? And it's... um. I see, uh, though I do see people overcharging in the community, and I, you know, I won't name names, but I just feel like I'm like, really, you know, that's it. It seems disproportionate for what the value is of the product, and you can't, as much as you'd like to, and as much as many boutique brands in the world try, um, you can't tell your customer. Uh, what they'll value about your product. You can try to. You can try to advertise what, what's so valuable about it, what you think is valuable, but ultimately in, they're the ones making the decision on whether it is or isn't valuable. And so what we've done, at least with the pricing, is we've you know changed some prices up a little bit, down a little bit in certain places, trying to find the right, what we call the sweet spot, which is the price that seems really appropriate for the customer and that is perfectly sustainable for us. So we don't want to gouge. We don't want to charge more than, you know, that sweet spot. We just want to find exactly what it is that makes sure that our business is sound and customers have a great product that they feel they got value about. Awesome, awesome. It's 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 great stuff. It, it's all great stuff. Hearing this and, um, you know, just word. I, I'm so excited to be in WordPress mm-hmm. when we're all mm-hmm. growing up, right? Uh, it when is cool. Businesses yeah. are growing up, mm-hmm. and and and. and 
the people who are running the businesses are really going to, or focusing on the business and focusing mm-hmm. on scale, they're going to see some tremendous growth. And, and, and it's glad to see you're a part of it, glad to see we're all a part of it. Real quick, has anybody bought the enterprise version yet? 2000 bucks? Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, to be honest, I'm not, I don't monitor day to day sales. Um, again, I find it distracting. Awesome. So, again, it would be like if you have investments and you're just watching them go up and down <laughs> and up and down. I don't, you know, I really, my ear is to the ground is I, you know, Dwayne and I still answer contact form inquiries from customers. We're yep. still in the support forms. That's my gauge or metric on how well it's doing. Um, I think. I think if I had to go on record and say I think we have, awesome. um, and it's something that it's funny with with those types of things too because that's I mean that's the shortest answer the distilled of all of this long stuff is if you don't charge X amount then you'll never know if someone will pay for it. So Absolutely. if you don't try to bill fifteen hundred dollars to a client, you're never going to find out. Or you don't try to bill ten thousand dollars and go. This is what I think it costs, and then be willing to have the conversation on the value. Because if they want to talk you down on the price, explain to the customers. Well, maybe we have different perceptions about how this happens or this works. Like you said early on, right? You know that you communicate how your firm works and the process and what goes into it. So that maybe maybe what you're seeing is less about the sticker shock, uh, like. And more about the reason for the sticker shock and for the customer is that they don't understand their true value in there, right? And what they're really getting for that money. So help help your customers out and let them know, you know, that the, the things that uh, are valuable about your process and how you work so that they get a better appreciation and understanding. It's like, it's, so, it's you know, it's part education, you know, it's the same with uh, with that video world and Double Barrel, and we had conversations um, with them, and they were saying, you know, it's a wild west for digital video right now because people go, "What? It's X amount for a video? Are you out of your mind?" And they're like, "It's video production. It's full scale production. It's just you know that that video is going up online, right? There's real cost. You got to hire all these people. There's gear and all of this stuff, and people yep. just think it. You know, oh, can't you do it in iMovie, right? And so there's that. It's the same thing with websites." you know five years ago right and yep. still today somewhat what do you mean you can't just whip that up in yep. four hours for me right i mean it should be easy right a monkey could do this right <laughs> you know and they call you monkeys yeah. right? so i mean <laughs> awesome. it's education for clients awesome too. so let's let's end the formal interview on calling people monkeys on monkeys um, sure. it's tremendous stuff i mean if you didn't get anything from this uh you just obviously were not paying attention um We'll just really fire into the last few segments really sure. quick. Yep. Uh, next segment, what's in your toolbox? What piece of software or hardware do you use on a daily basis to keep the business up and running for you? Uh, from a WordPress perspective? Um, it could or be anything? Like an Evernote, a Gmail, something you just can't live or can't run the business without. Oh, um, yeah, I would have to say, I mean, Dropbox is up there for us because we're we're digital and we're we are geographically all separated. Having something that syncs all of our files on a daily basis is absolutely crucial. And the second one to that is the new version of Basecamp. I think the changes they made to Basecamp online have allowed us to work effectively together and help bring WP Touch Pro three and other projects that we're working on together a lot more effectively and keep track of what's happening and who's doing what. So uh, those two tools are super crucial. 
beneficial for us. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, listener question. One question that comes in from Andrea underscore R. She wants to know, how do they remain so stylishly handsome? <laughs> is that Miss Rennick? I think that is. that's Miss Rennick. Is, yes. uh, how do we uh, the gym three times a week nice. and my lovely fiance feeding me fantastic food and, and making sure that I don't get super obese. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's jump into the lightning round. I'll ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. The one plugin you could not live without besides your own. Gravity Forms. A favorite WordPress or business book. Oh, um, uh, WordPress for dummies. A quote you live or run your business by. Ooh, um, I, there's quite a few of them actually. Um, quite a few of them. I'll try. Uh, I know this is a lightning round. How long do I have? Are you going to give me a countdown <laughs> Your here? Time's up. Your time's up. We move on to the next one. Uh, I like uh, this innovation quote. How about this? Innovation is not born out of a committee. Innovation is a fight. It's a messy. People die, but when the battle is over, something unimaginably significant has been achieved. That is awesome. Uh, the best business or career advice you've ever received? Um, uh, well, I, I don't know if it's the best, but I remember I'll give a shout out to Chris Krug, photographer in BC, because I still remember um, when he first reached out to me when I was doing client work before Brave Nicote. He's like, dude, you're awesome. How much are you charging? He asked me straight up. I told him, and he's like, that's ridiculous. You should charge at least twice more. more. And he was so emphatic. He was so emphatic that I charged twice as much on my next project and ever since everything changed. Like I just trusted him and did it. And so, yeah, if I could pass that along, try and charge double your rate and That's see awesome. what happens. That's great. Someone uh, will pay. <laughs> the longest the client project has ever taken. Oh, my God. Um, uh, there's been a few that dragged on for far too long. And um, sorry, I'm just waving to – uh, another person here in the office. Can you close that door? Thank you. They're doing a street sweep here. No problem. Um, uh, I think probably about six or seven months when it should have been four or five weeks. Okay. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? I wouldn't. Hmm, that's usually the answer. I would write my own. Yep. Uh, who should I interview next? Ooh, amazing. Great question. Um, well, go back to Gravity Forms. I think uh, Carl Hancock at Gravity Forms, um, they've probably got some really great stories as well. Yep. And they've always impressed me with the way that they um, built their business, Rocket Genius. So yep. uh, Carl, he's he's very entertaining to talk to as well. So. Yes, he is. I follow him on Twitter. He's, okay. Have, have, some, you, have you talked with Carl or no? I'm, he's on my list. I haven't, okay. I haven't got to him. All right. Get yeah, I definitely want to sit down with him. Okay. Uh, the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have. Mm, um, what's my favorite thing about WP Touch? What is your favorite thing about WP Touch? Uh, uh, in the newest version, um, the color controls um, that we look at the desktop theme like and just that. automatically give you a palette uh, to work with and then quickly and easily apply those. And the branding controls in general for most customers are super easy to use and I really love how quickly you can brand and style a theme and change its look. That is awesome. It is. I do enjoy that feature. Um, all right, folks. Tons of stuff to, to have been taken away from this interview. It's been an awesome time. MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Uh, if you like the stuff on YouTube, also hit subscribe. Uh, 
Boy, go Boston. I mean, so so many so many <laughs> stories and, and, and tips to take away from this. I don't even know where to begin building a, a million dollar plus business. You know, charging more, getting all the stuff together, and looking more professional. Investing in being professional. Uh, Dale, you've you've achieved. You're, you and your team have achieved a lot. Where can Thank folks you. go say thanks uh, and find you on the web? Uh, well, bravenewcode.com, same thing, uh, twitter.com slash bravenewcode or facebook.com slash bravenewcode. That's where we're haunting all the time so they can drop by and say hi or follow us or what have you. Awesome. Dale, thanks for doing the interview. Thanks, Matt. It's been awesome. Take care. Okay, bye.